It's Monday the 14th of December 2020. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by the Roof broadcast journalist Hallgrimur Indriðason. Welcome to you. Thank you very much. Now, um, this week we learned that Iceland has signed a contract for COVID-19 doses uh, and hopes to start immunising at the start of January. A massive new coronavirus testing machine um, arrived on a Russian military plane over the weekend and can test up to 4,000 samples per day. And experts are bracing themselves for a festive spike in new infections, as many seem to be ignoring or at least pushing the boundaries of current assembly limits. In other news, Iceland has announced new tougher climate change goals, hoping to cut emissions by 55% by 2030 and to be carbon neutral by 2040. The Environment Minister's plan for a huge new national park in the Highlands has, meanwhile, stirred impassioned and, let's be honest, very long debate in Parliament and in society overall. High unemployment is said to be the cause of a surge in demand for food and financial help from charities, which is always highest at this time of year anyway. Uh, But one of those charities was this weekend publicly accused of discrimination against people of different cultures and religion by the Women of Foreign Origin in Iceland organization. One year since some of the worst weather in living memory discussions took place this week about what has changed and what still needs to be done to strengthen the country's infrastructure to protect against similar damage in the future. And finally, with Christmas, with the Christmas book flood well underway, it was revealed this week that sales this year are roughly 30% up on last Christmas so far. So where would you like to begin? <laughs> Well, this is uh, as you as you we can hear from uh, all of this that you have uh, uh, revived for the weekend or no, from the week. Uh, sorry, it's uh, been uh, quite a busy week as maybe most weeks have been in the last few, uh, mainly basically since the pandemic started. Mm. But uh, the interesting, uh, well, maybe I would like to begin with. Uh, uh, maybe as usual, all all, all the COVID connected uh, uh, items that have been covered uh, during this uh, last week. Uh, yeah, come on, let's get, that, get that out of the way, shall we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the, uh, uh, the, the the machine that came uh, yesterday, uh, which uh, can. Uh, analyze uh, up to 4000 uh, samples and uh, what uh, what this may be this is of course a re- really big uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, milestone for the uh, the virology department at the uh, national hospital uh, because uh, uh, the problem uh, in, during the covid covid pandemic is that the national hospital really hasn't been able to uh, to do all the testing by itself and uh, and uh, analyze uh, all the samples they have had to have help from uh, decode to so, sort of to handle uh, all the uh, all the samples that are necessary to to test and uh, test rapidly so this of course um, 
that makes them capable of uh, pretty much handling it all by them by themselves without having uh, having uh, assistance from assistance from somewhere else. And that's of course uh, really important because we can't always count on uh, that great assistant as great assistant as we are as uh, the hospital has got from from decode mm. uh, and a question. Of course, can i just jump in there for a second um, of course is this the machine that we were told back in the spring or summer actually that we were expecting in october and it's very expensive is it too late is it too much of a too much of a financial outlay at this late stage, hopefully late stage in the pandemic. Do you think? Um, I think yeah, I, I believe this is the the same one that uh, was expected in October or, or November. Um, it, it possibly it's uh, it's of course, although there are many tests to be to be done until we get until the vaccine comes and. Uh, 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 and uh, I believe we still we will still get uh, you get the help from uh, decode that uh, that uh, we have had uh, in the recent months. But uh, I th I think the biggest big meaning of this is uh, that uh, they are they can analyze more virology more so more of these uh, virus diseases. Uh, like uh, hepatitis, uh, so so this this is really important uh, for the virology department in treating uh, other diseases. Oh, okay. So this is so this is definitely not only for COVID. It's it's for the future. Okay, then that's a completely different story. Then yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was quite a event, wasn't it? Because uh, it's a huge piece of equipment. Yes, they had. They, it was transported from Frankfurt uh, yesterday, and uh, it had to be transported with a big Russian military plane. Uh, so that, that so it was uh, quite a scene. Uh, but, however, the plane didn't stop all that uh, all that long. Maybe a partly, of course, due to uh, uh, due to security measures because of uh, COVID. So it pretty much uh, was only in at the airport for like a half an hour or something like that uh, mm. just just while it was while they were uh, discarding the uh, the plane and uh, taking off this uh, machine so so we we rarely have uh, that uh, that big military planes landing in icelandic icelandic airports mm. um what next so we've spoken i mentioned briefly that the contract was finally signed it's not that it was really in doubt um and they're looking to be able to start vaccinating people as soon as the European regulators give their seal of approval to that, um, which is good, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, of course, uh, it's maybe, but it maybe is a maybe a firm confirmation of of what was what uh, pretty much everybody thought was likely to to happen. Uh, so we will get uh, the confirmation is due uh, no later than uh, December 29th. Uh, so, but the big, big, big question is uh, uh, how long will it take after that for the then for for that confirmation to come until the vaccine is actually in Iceland and. Uh, the uh, immunologists that have been uh, commenting on this are hopeful that it will be pretty soon and uh, we could uh, even uh, 
start vaccinating uh, already in January. Uh, however, Thorold uh, Gunas, on the chief epidemiologist, uh, has not been as optimistic in uh, interviews, and uh, he has warned uh, not to uh, have too great expectation of uh, the vaccine coming here really, really fast. So. Uh, so that so he he sort of has indicated that it could maybe even even take weeks before it gets here, whether that is uh, just a typical uh, expectancy management on on uh, Thorold Gunnarsson's behalf, I'm not sure, uh, but uh, at least uh, there are people that are optimistic that uh, that we can start vaccinating at least the priority groups in in Iceland uh, already in January. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and not a moment too soon if the predictions about Christmas are going to come to pass. Uh, there was some stories this weekend, actually, about disappointment. I think it was Rukmatar Olafsson said disappointment to see so many big gatherings this weekend. Yeah, uh, actually, then the, the first uh, piece of news on, on uh, yesterday morning maybe indicated that there were more of these gatherings than... Uh, and actually was the case. Uh, uh, according to the police, they they had they had gone to three gatherings over the weekend where uh, the measures were broken. Uh, there were more people gathering than allowed. Uh, so, but of course, three, three is not too many. many. Yeah, no, but but three is of course three too many, and uh, uh, the. Uh, the the police and the uh, chief epidemiologist have been uh, really worried about gatherings of people before and even during Christmas uh, and uh, have uh, really, really uh, asked people to see as few people as possible and, and preferably just keep sort of 10 people uh, in their Christmas uh, bubble and not see more than 10, 10 people on the whole mm. during the Christmas period, which of course is difficult for many people that have uh, large families. Uh, but uh, the, the, the worry is that uh, there will be, uh, uh, that this will cause uh, a spike uh, in January after the gatherings of the people and either, even they have warned that uh, that if you are if you get infected like as of now or there were infections in these gatherings uh, during the weekend this means that you will be in isolation during the christmas period and that is not something anyone wants mm. and that's a message that's really being pushed i think it's you could describe it as a scare tactic almost but they are pushing that message right now if you get sick if you get diagnosed now, you will be in isolation for Christmas. It's like a carrot and stick. So be exactly. good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a, not the not the Christmas we're all used to. No, and uh, I think people people pretty much accepted that the the Christmas is not uh, will not be the ones that are used to. There will probably not be as big of a Christmas. Uh, uh, parties and festivities as uh, usual, but uh, the problem is if if it's if it becomes uh, so tough that you are you know, that it could even prevent you from uh, seeing your children or your siblings, uh, then 
then uh, I think that could be pretty hard for many people to take. Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, there seems to be plenty to talk about this week. So um, maybe we should move on to something else. Yeah. Um, climate change, the national park, Fjölskilduhjálp. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe we should pick up on the the climate change because there was this uh, meeting on on Saturday where uh, the among others the Icelandic Prime Minister introduced the the upscaled uh, uh, limits that uh, the, that the Icelandic government has set for for climate change, which is uh, reducing. Uh, the global, the, the, oh, what do you call it? The, greenhouse uh, gas emissions. Green, yep. Greenhouse gas emissions, exactly, uh, to uh, 55% from 1990 to 2030 and uh, be carbon neutral by 2040. Uh, the, the emission limits is pretty much uh, what the EU is planning now. And that, well, that was what the EU introduced uh on on saturday uh they want global neutral the carbon neutrality by 2050 when the Icelandic government says 2040 but uh the question uh, around that is but but uh, that uh, and that has been called into question among uh, for example the uh, the opposition uh that uh, we are maybe too much following the the EU limits and maybe not making more ambitious uh, goals of our own, like uh, other nations. For example, the UK introduced uh, 60, 68% reduce of uh, greenhouse emissions, greenhouse gas emissions uh, until 2030. And uh, Finland uh, is aiming to be uh, carbon neutral by 2035. So, uh, so then the, the Iceland, which is uh, which is known for its image to be to have this uh, clean air and uh, maybe uh, what, what people have been have uh, started to question themselves or maybe the opposition mainly is should Iceland maybe uh, be even more ambitious uh, in in their goals on uh, reducing uh, greenhouse uh, gas emissions? That's a very good point. I mean. Just on the issue of greening up transport, of what they call it, the energy switch in transportation, Iceland already has a a lead there, just because of all the renewable energy. Um, so in theory, it's easier. Yeah, ex exactly. And uh, we then we should be uh, yeah, there. There should be a good, uh, pr a pretty good chance for Iceland. Uh, to at least uh, reduce the use of fossil fuels, and there has a lot been done in the in the last last few years uh, in in that uh, regard. But uh, there is there then the, the question is: uh, uh, Can't we do even more and and even become a, a role role model for other nations? More of a role model for other nations in in that respect. Mm. And I suppose the other question is. Whether it's fifty-five percent or sixty percent, it doesn't matter if it's not achieved. <laughs> um, exactly. How reasonable is the figure? Um, yeah, uh, exactly, and that is uh, what, what uh, the some uh, in environmental uh, organisations have pointed out uh, here that there definitely 
there need there need there it's good thing to set an ambitious limit, but uh, you need actions to, in order order to achieve them. So that so the 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 important thing is okay. You, uh, Iceland has set the goals. Could that could have been more, but at least the goal the the goals have been set. Uh, then the question is, what is what is the Icelandic government intending to do to to reach those goals? Mm. And how much will they ask us to do as well? I mean, incentives yes. for buying greener cars or, or not having a car at all uh, is one thing, yeah. uh, but there must be there must be a lot more. Yeah, and, that, and then that's uh, the, then we come come to taxes. How how do you make the tax system uh, uh, in or, order to at two for one uh, increase? Uh, yeah, yeah, make make a make it easier for us or, or sort of encourage the public to go for greener solutions and uh, making the. Uh, the solutions that are not so environmental uh, more expensive with and uh, uh, like uh, the, what, uh, what one of the organizations have really uh, emphasized is that the important thing the most important thing was to increase uh, increase carbon taxes to put mm. a special special fee on on all carbon cons consumption mm. now that's sometimes unpopular because people don't want to pay more tax but uh, the concept of replacing tax on income with tax on carbon and keeping overall tax levels the same. I think that's really interesting. Obviously, I'm not a politician or an economist, but that concept, that would, that would definitely help in the fight against climate change. Exactly. And, and uh, what people always try to do things as cheap as possible. So so uh, in or, in order to get people to use in, use more environmental friendly solution you you have to make them cheaper than the ones that are not okay um next topic what do you think yeah uh, it was an interesting thing with uh, you, you mentioned uh, the the uh, in, increased application for assistance from fjellskilde uh, hjelp and uh, other uh, Sort of uh, similar organizations that are aimed to help uh, help uh, people with uh, with not with less money or, or they can't which can't of and, and during Christmas of course people that are unemployed or or just simply don't have the money to to uh, celebrate Christmas uh, properly and uh, this has in, increased uh, dramatically this year people that have searched have uh, come to help for help like uh, this and that that of course always happens uh, during uh, an economical crisis then this increases and uh, and that is something that that you can always expect but so uh, uh, there was this uh, very interesting uh, news about uh, about uh, exactly, which uh, accused uh, members of the, their staff uh, to discriminate. Uh, were, uh, and I think uh, the chairman of the of the was quoted as saying, uh, uh, "Give less to the women with with the whales." Referring to the Muslim Muslim ones, uh, 
So that of course uh, has of course caused uh, a huge uh, controversy because uh, this is this sounds like uh, simply discriminating people only on uh, on on the basis of uh, their nationality and uh, their religion, which is of course not something that uh, the uh, uh, the, that uh, these kind of help is is supposed to do. Uh, you have to give everyone equal rights to to get the assistance that they they ask for and, and they they need. I mean, if this is true and if it did come from the very top of the organisation, then it's really you know very serious. And yes, it is. The the women organisation W O M E N, uh, women of foreign origin in Iceland they've sent an appeal to the city of Reykjavik to cut funding because although Fjölskyldahjálp is a charity, they do receive some public backing financially. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, what, what do you make of that? Uh, this is a... Uh... This is uh, difficult. Maybe, of course, this, uh, of, of course, for firstly, this has to be, of course, uh, fully confirmed that this was actually the case. Uh, uh, and uh, but uh, if if this uh, turns out to, to be true, then this is something that at least the the, the Reykjavik municipality has to has to think about very seriously, because uh, if if they don't take a stance uh, against discrimination, they, yeah, if, if, if it turns out to be true and they do not think they, this could be seen as, uh, as a stand, uh, as they are not taking uh, a full stance against the discrimination. And uh, that is not something that uh, municipality authorities want to stand for. But again, this is, of course, this is something that has to be be uh, completely confirmed and uh, be, maybe before proper action is taken. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what effect do you think it would have on the charity? How much do you have? Do you know how much proportionately of their overall funding comes from Reykjavik and other municipalities? Is that public? Uh, no, no, I'm not, um, I'm not completely sure. I think I think it's uh, pretty much uh, public, but uh, but I'm, I I haven't. Uh, haven't gone into that properly, but I, I would I would assume that there there are some some ten at least ten tens percents of of their funding comes from comes comes from uh, public authorities of of some kind. So, but of course this is tough. You don't there are there are people that uh, that need this assistance. So. So cutting back on that is will will always be will always be difficult uh, unless you want to sort of move move the funding from one organization to another uh, because Fjölskyldahjálp is obviously not the only only organization who who helps out the poor for uh, before Christmas. No, but, but they do have a certain infrastructure set up already and the ability to do these things on a daily day-to-day -day basis that other organizations would have to to build and that would take time yeah, so, yeah exactly so this is this is uh, this is a very really a, a difficult matter matter to solve uh, and the sad thing about it is because if, if that uh, if the, the funding is is uh, is cut uh, the the ones who really suffer from it are the ones who who need the assistance.
But then the ones who really gain from it are the same people in the long run, if the accusations are true. Yeah, exactly. So this, yeah. is, this is a really difficult uh, situation to, to uh, sort of crack and, and, and uh, handle properly. And, and, and uh, whatever, whatever happens, uh, it's, it will bring up criticism from somewhere. Yeah. Now, we've just got a couple of minutes left. Um, maybe we could talk about either the books or the one-year red weather warning um, anniversary. Yeah, sure. Since uh, Iceland claims to be a, a book nation, let's uh, let's talk on that. Uh, and uh, and never more so than at Christmas. Yeah, at, exa exactly. Uh, book the book is has always been uh, for for decades or oh, well almost almost centuries. Are uh, 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 the main Christmas present is a, it's a huge tradition to give books for for christmas presents and uh, now there the the booksellers have occasionally worried that there is a crisis of in in book sales there there is of course a lot a lot more to a lot more ways to spend your time now than uh, some decades ago when the book was the the main thing for for uh, for spending your time and but now uh, during COVID that the COVID has seems to have very positive effect on book sales 30% uh, increase from uh, from last year uh, so that is that is something the the sellers and the publishers and authors can be can be very pleased about uh, so when people spend their spend more time at home than they usually do then one of the things they they come for is is the book and that is of course a very positive thing for for the the book nation iceland hmm. is it any chance that these are people that have been shopping early for christmas because of the pandemic and maybe it will slow down now or it's just generally higher demand in your opinion uh, well, of course, a bit of both. Uh, I'm not sure that it will this that the annual increase will be 30% from last year, but I, I think there definitely uh, will be an increase. Uh, and uh, uh, I think uh, I think the sort of uh, many Icelanders staying at home as much as as they do and not traveling or anything. I think that many people have sort of. Uh, Re-evaluated uh, the values of life, uh, if I, yeah, if I can put it like that. So, uh, I, I think there will there will be a, a, a significant increase uh, in book sales. Whether it will be thirty percent remains to be remains to be seen, but uh, the increase is definitely there. And the head of the uh, Publishers Association, I want to say. Um, has kind of obviously he would say this has come out and said that one of the main reasons is also that this year's collection of books for christmas are just really good um what do you make of that is that true is it better this year yeah but well it was also pretty good uh, last year as 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 far as i can remember so whether it's better or not but it's definitely it's definitely good uh, and uh, there there are many Many interesting books there, especially in the uh, fictions. Uh, the, uh, the the Icelandic fictions are are there. There are many 
there are many in interesting uh, books in, the, in in that category this year. So, so yeah, so yeah, I think the this election is good, but but it was also good last year. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Well, um, I think that's a good point to finish up for the week. Um, the week in Iceland will be back as usual next Monday, the twenty first of December, on roof.as forward slash English. Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app, and on your favourite podcast platform. Huge thanks to my guest today, Hartgrimur Indriðason, and also to Lydia Gretasdottir for running the technical side of things. We finished today with Algræni Grein by Grétar Örvarsson, which was this weekend voted the official Raustvur Christmas song this year. So uh, congratulations to Grétar. And bye for now. Hvítur snjór á kaldri grund Komin jólastund Hér arka ég einnum nótt Og allt er hljótt Ég er á grætni greið Gatan mín er beið Og í hjarta finn ég frið Fagur þakklæti Stór og björt stjarnan mín Stundar kort á mig ský Yndisleg er mín þrá Sem ég finna má Lílegt rós, hjartan strá, jólaljós, stór og björt stjarnan mín, stundar kornná mig ský. Stundar kom